When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Osher Ginsberg podcast. I'm Osher Ginsberg. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday. We made it. Happy birthday to us. This is it. This is the first anniversary of doing this show and I couldn't have made it without you. So thank you. It's you. It's me. We're making this show together. And thank you so much for having been a massive part of a very interesting year in my life. I wouldn't make this show if people didn't listen, and you listening right now are the reason that I make this show. So thank you. From the bottomest of the bottomest of my hearts, thank you. I'm very, very, very grateful. So this show is a special show, as you've heard me mention in the past few weeks. This is a question and answer show. I've got some great questions to get through today, a lot of great voicemails, a lot of emails to get through. Thank you so much to everybody that has contributed. It really means a lot to me to have your voice as a part of this show. And I'm looking forward to getting into it. Very quick bit of housekeeping. If you do want to send me any anything, send me an email. Send Osher email at gmail.com. Send Osher email at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can find me online. You know how to do that. You're smart. You're fantastic. You're good looking. You know how it's done. Um, please subscribe. 
please, if you like this show, the greatest thing you can do is to tell your friends about it. Um, tell people that you care about that might get a kick out of it. That's it. You can do it on a massive scale by, uh, you know, printing up huge amounts of posters and going on a massive sticker paste-up campaign all around town. Or you can just mention to someone, hey, I listened to Greg Chappell talk about being vegan. You should check it out. It's your choice. Up to you. <laughs> Don't send posters all over town. That would be bad. Don't do that. Uh, but yeah, I should say a very, very special mention and a massive thank you for a great year from Toehider, at Toehider on Twitter. Toehider is the person, the very talented human being, the wonderful man that composes all my music for the show. And he also did the music for Let Me Tell You Something, the podcast I'm doing with Natalia. Um, the guy's incredible. He had done all the music by himself. All the music here on this show was him. I think I even, I liked it so much I made an 8-bit remix. I, I made, I mean, I paid someone on Fiverr.com to make an 8-bit remix of his music. But yeah, Toehider is amazing. Please support him. Go on, find him on Twitter and um, buy some of his music because he's great. Or go see him or just send him a note because, yeah, he's awesome. I dig him so much. And I, I really love the fact that he made the opening music for me and everything else because it really sets the tone for the show. I remember telling him, look, I just want... I want a guitar harmony that sounds like it's being played by men in tights standing shoulder blade to shoulder blade while Pyro goes off around them. He said, done. And that's what we've got. So there's a bunch of questions to get through today. So I should hurry up and get straight into it. Uh, we've got some audio questions that people left online. You can always leave me an audio question. And I think I might keep it as a part of the show. You can always leave me an audio question. OsherGinsberg.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little widget you can click and... Um, I will get your question, and there's also some email questions to get through, so uh, what do you say? Take a breath. Shall we get honest? Let's get honest. Here we go. Hi, Osha. Congratulations on the podcast anniversary. I could spend ages gushing about you uh, and to the introduction to new voices you've given me, but I'll keep it short and sweet. I would like to know how you stay disciplined and motivated to get the podcast done and up each week. It's free and your own boss, so I would like to know your strategies so that I too may find them useful and inspiring. Thanks from Jody. Thank you, Jody. Thank you very much for opening the banning. Well, I guess I might have already answered your question. Um, I get enormous personal satisfaction from doing this show. Um, I've been interviewing people my whole career, so half of my life, 20 years of my life has been um, interviewing people and I really, really enjoy the interaction. I like to say when I'm talking to people about interviewing that it's not an interrogation. I'm not just listing off a list of questions. I'm trying to make a safe space into which the answers can flow. And that's kind of what I really enjoy doing. I really enjoy the connection that I make with someone when we have a chat. And yeah, I just find it enormously enormously personally satisfying um this show cost me money to make but to be honest to be totally frank with you i'm not making any cash on this but it gives me such personal satisfaction and such uh such great creative outlet for me that it's um it's something i love to do and so i guess for you i would say find the thing that you love to do and you know i've been doing this for a year now and it takes a good day of my week um which is tough when i get busy because that's a whole day uh, to write, uh, the, to research, to write, to record, to edit, to post. Um, but find something that you love to do and whatever it is, just do it. 
And eventually, if you're lucky, that thing that you love to do can become the thing you get paid for or an aspect of it can become the thing that you get paid for. Perhaps not at first enough to pay the bills and put a roof over your head, but you may get some monetary reward from it, but um, it might lead to many, many other things. So whatever it is you like to do, Jody, whatever it is that you are really, really into, aircraft design, um, repurposing kitchen appliances on eBay, I don't know, whatever it is that is your thing, um, find the thing that you just love to do and just do it. Do it. I mean, that's the only, I remember starting this and I had this idea. I might've even said it on one of the early shows. The only difference between me and people who have a podcast is they just did it one day. So I just did it one day and now it's a year later and I've got this fantastic body of work. I guess the other thing I really enjoy about it, Jody, is that I, um, I enjoy the portrait shoot that I do as a part of the show. I, um, whatever I travel to, and I'll talk about this a little later. I, I bring all my photo gear with me and, um, I shoot a portrait of my guest, which is uh, really satisfying. And I have people renovating downstairs. So um, this is, I'm in Amsterdam, by the way. I should have told you that. I'm in Amsterdam. Hi. And um, yeah, so I really enjoy the portrait shoot. I really enjoy the ability to kind of flex my fingers um, with my photography and also, you know, practice um, what I like to do the best. And it's always a practice. It's never perfect. Um, I hope the hammering doesn't bother us as we do the rest of this show. It might, but that's okay. Thank you very much, Jody. Um, let's get a question out of the uh, email inbox here. Send Osher email at gmail.com. Natalie has written. Hello, Natalie. Thank you very much for writing to us uh us me who are we talking about hey osha how are you loving your podcast i'm glad i discover it i feel as though it has such an impact on myself at this point in my life i've really enjoyed getting to know you and your story and it echoes so many similarities in my life especially in relation to fear anxiety depression and weight issues yay because i have all four of them Um, my question is, have you ever thought about writing a book about your experiences, for example, dealing with anxiety and mental health, healthy living and its impact on both your well-being and clarity? I know this is something I can relate to in your openness in your podcast has helped me and I'm sure it could help others too. Um, I have thought about writing a book, but I think that in this era of uh, digital proliferation and digital broadcasting, I... I don't know. I kind of feel that this, to be honest, this um, forum, this podcasting forum is actually more powerful than writing a book. It seems to be that it could be more immediate and more helpful. I know I certainly have got a, a bunch of fantastic pearls of wisdom and gems from other podcasts that I listen to. And I find this to be a much more, uh, much more useful way of getting the message across. That's not to say I wouldn't write a book. Um, because you can sell things like books. So <laughs> I might, I don't know, but I've, you know, even just by your email alone shows that just by talking about those kind of things that I'm able to offer my experience and hopefully others can learn from my experience, um, whether that's uh, positive or negative, I don't know, but I'm grateful the, that you wrote. Thank you very, very, very much for writing. And um, please keep listening and your ace and good luck with it and just smile hey osha it's lee here from london uk um question for you you're very open about how your mind works and some of your depression 
Um, are you ever worried that it affects your your career? Um, do you think that, that some of your potential employers listen to your podcast and wonder how they're going to interact with you? Great show. Look forward for another year. Thank you very much, Lee. And, and a pertinent question. Yes, it is uncommon to talk about mental health the way that I've been talking about this and my guests and I have been talking about mental health since I started this show. But here's the way I look at it, Lee. I look at it like if I had diabetes, type 1 diabetes, something I was born with, um, and I was careful about what I ate and I managed it and I took my blood sugar so many times a day and I put the insulin in me and I made sure that I was okay and looked after myself. An employer wouldn't even think about that. And no employer would say, hey, I'm going to discriminate against you because you have this thing. So I look at it in the same way as that. As far as I'm concerned, it's no different. It's no different. In the same way that a diabetic can't just say, oh, I don't want to have diabetes and not take their insulin and eat whatever they want. They'll die. Uh, So in the same way that I can't ignore the brain I was born with and I need to be careful to work with it and you know, manage it properly to take care of myself so I don't go off the rails. But I, I look at it in the same way. And so, no, I'm not worried at all about how future employers um, will. Uh... Here's the thing, man. Like, I've been dealing with this for most of my life and I've had the career I've had. And I'm pretty open and honest about it, as you can understand, as you've heard. And no one's really had a problem with it so far. All right, man. Um I appreciate very much uh, that you got in touch, man, and that you're in the UK. That's awesome. I love that people listen from all over the world. That's super duper. All right, let's get another question on. Hi, Osha. This is Nicole. I'm messaging from the beautiful northern beaches of Sydney, Australia. I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your podcast. I especially like the honest and personal touch you bring to your interviews. I find them truly inspiring to listen to, and you make me feel like I'm part of the conversation. Sitting with you and your guest, having coffee and a chat. I hope you don't mind if I slurp my tea whilst listening to you. (laughs) I have a couple of questions. Who was your favourite guest to interview and why? And following on from that, who would you love to interview and why? And as a final question, because it can't hurt to ask, right? (laughs) How does one get to go on a date with you? (laughs) Anyway, congratulations on the anniversary of your podcast and thank you so much for the insightful company. Thank you so much, Nicole. I'm very touched. That's very sweet. I, um, my favorite guest, I'm going to say Yumi because she and I talked about some very, very personal things. And Yumi, it just, I guess that was the thing where I knew that I was onto something with this show because she trusted me to talk to her about some very difficult moments in her life with respect and with out sensationalizing anything and in return she gave me very very honest answers and the response to that show has been incredible i would also say michelle laurie was along the same lines and those two people for me really um really really crystallized why i'm very grateful to do this show and grateful for everybody that's come on this show um because of the trust they put in me and because of, of what the two of us have been able to create in each of those situations. Um, it's certainly not a one-sided thing. It's a moment where, you know, I turn up to their house or they come up to my house and, you know, we create this thing together, the two of us. It's never like me making a show. It's, uh, 
it's a two-hander. Um, as far as going on a date with me, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty shy. <laughs> I'm pretty shy. So uh, I'll, I'm, I'm, I live in another country and I watch Netflix alone a lot. So that's about it. <laughs> But you sound lovely, and I'm sure you'll find someone who's wonderful for you. Uh, the Northern Beaches, who wouldn't want to date a girl on the Northern Beaches? That's fantastic. It's delightful up there. There's surf everywhere. And, uh, yeah, that would be lovely. So, Nicole, I hope you have a wonderful summer. Because <laughs> that'll, be, uh, that'll be ace. Um, oh, you're very sweet. I'm all shy now. All right. I'm going to get another question up before I blush any further. All right. Hang on. Here we go. Hey, Osha, my name's James from Sydney. My question is, who would win a street fight, Iron Maiden or Body Count? Thanks. James, that is an exceptional question. Who would win in a street fight, Iron Maiden or Body Count? Now, let's just quickly uh, paint the picture for folks who don't know who either of these bands are. Iron Maiden are a British band, uh, rose to prominence in the late 70s and early 80s. Lots and lots of... Uh, kind of very heavy grisly iconography with eddie their unofficial member who is a skeletal kind of uh uh shall we say demon that was on all their album car all, all their album artwork even featured in their stage show and was really brilliant design iron maiden's visual as visual impact was in equally as powerful as their musical impact and they were a bunch of hard living tough as nails heavy duty working class leather wearing dudes who are also very smart um now body count straight out of south central los angeles led by ice t uh very scary scary gangster looking guys probably still the most dangerous band that ever existed uh, body count were absolutely terrifying when they released cop killer um it uh charlton heston himself came down from the heavens and um uh, you know, got them banned from Warner Brothers Records. Body Count were one of their most dangerous bands ever. Now, we've got to talk about two different fights here, James. We've got to talk about with weapons and without weapons. Now, I'm going to say with weapons, probably Body Count. They may have access to, you know, judging by their album, they may have access to more uh, artillery than Iron Maiden. Um so I think in a fight, in a weapon fight, uh, body count would win. Even though Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden is quite the swordsman, he's a, he's you know a champion fencer and an airline pilot, as we know. I think that Iron Maiden would be in a lot of trouble if there was weapons involved. If there were no weapons involved, if it was just bare knuckle brawling, I think Iron Maiden all over it. More well, you know, for a start, there's more of them, and um, those guys are just you know absolute brawlers absolute brawlers i think iron maiden would take body count apart in a fist fight yeah uh, but let's just say uh, i don't advocate any kind of violence and um i would love the two of them to make a collaborative a collaborative record together i'd love to have body count back personally because i thought they were a frightening band and but i don't know if ice t well would take time off his acting career uh or if coco would let him do it anymore but uh, that would be pretty amazing i'm really glad you asked that question that's absolutely made my day. Right. Let's grab another question from uh, the inbox. Hang on. Where is it here? This is from, uh, come on, Evernote. I don't want to 
Here it is. This is from Sam Monahan. Hey, Osha. I hope you are well. Firstly, I want to say thanks for taking the time out of your week to do this podcast. Podcasts have all been fascinating. They have. I've been enjoying it. You have such an active, interesting mind and your knowledge of so many issues and personalities is extraordinary. Thank you. I have a very large amount of knowledge, a very shallow amount of knowledge about a large amount of things. So sorry to disappoint you. I'd like to ask you two questions. These questions were asked of me by a friend, really pushed me to another place. It would be interesting to hear your answers. Number one, what are you deeply passionate about? And number two, what are you best in the world at? Um, Looking forward to the two-year anniversary podcast already. Thank you, Sam. Right. What am I deeply passionate about? I'd say I'm deeply passionate about uh, humans being human to each other. I'd say that is what I'm deeply passionate about. And how can we be the best people we can be for each other because that will lead to me to more compassionate decisions on all levels, locally, globally. Um, How can we be a great human to each other in traffic would make traffic flow a lot better. How can we be a great human to each other? How can we be a great human to another human in the supermarket line? How can we be a great human to someone else regarding our choices about what we eat, regarding our choices about how much CO2 we emit, regarding our choices about what we buy, where those things come from, who are the humans that made those things, do they have good working conditions, should I really therefore pay money for this if it is inhuman to another human to do so. I would say that is what I'm most passionate about. How can we be the best human we possibly can be for other humans? Because in return, that's what we'll get back. I'm a firm believer in that, that we will get back what we put out. So, um, I hope that answers that question. Second question, what am I best in the world at? Oh, goodness. Um, I'm not best in the world at anything, but I would like to be um, best in the world. I don't know. Yeah. But thanks very much for asking your question on the email. Um, send Osher email at gmail.com is my email address. Um, if you want to send me a question, that's, uh, that's where you can find me. Uh, let's get another voicemail going on. This is Lisa, I think. Hi, Lisa Hooper from Brisbane. If you could do anything differently, would you do it or would you keep it all the same? Good luck. Bye. Thank you, Lisa. If I could do anything different, would I do it differently or would I keep it all the same? This is a toughie because right now I'm actually, I'm actually quite, I guess I'm content and I'm happy with where I am right now. Um, I guess I might've liked to be a little fearful, a little less fearful, sorry, a little less fearful um, as I went about things. I guess to answer your question, no, I wouldn't do anything differently because now I live my life very differently from how I used to live it. I get to be a very different person and have a very different experience of life. And I would never have had this experience of life had I not done those things in the past. Yeah, that's a long answer. I hope it's all right. I hope it's not too much for you, Lisa. Uh, let's push this button here. Sorry, this is I'm kind of doing this manually and live. Hey, Osha, it's uh, Matt here. Um, I host a podcast called Reaction Podcast, and uh, you've given a tweet out about the show, which I really appreciated, so thank you for that. Um, 
I just want to know your thoughts on podcasting as a medium of connection with other people and uh, uh, other communities around the world and where you think it will head in the future. Um, you have a really good show and in, it's very much involved in connecting with other people very personally. Uh, but I, I just want to get your thoughts on how that extends to greater groups and where you see it heading. Uh, thanks for listening to my question here. Um, you do a really great cast and uh, thanks for everything. Cheers. Thank you very much, Matt. I appreciate I liked I listened to their show, the Reaction Podcast. They they him and his mate, I can't remember his friend's name, I'm sorry. Uh, they record a podcast where they're reacting to other podcasts. It's it's great. Pop will eat itself kind of stuff. My thoughts on podcasting as a form, as a medium. I firmly believe the future of broadcasting is independent, digital, direct to the audience broadcasting, what we're doing right now. You have headphones in your ears, I'm assuming, or you're in a car or you're doing something around the house. Um, and it's a very intimate form of broadcasting between me and you. And I'm in your phone. I, you're, you're holding your phone, your precious, you know, it's part of us, isn't it? Our phone, if, if you're listening on a phone or you're listening on your laptop, it's it belongs to you, this thing, this communications device. And I feel podcasting, certainly the way I feel about podcasting is it's it's a very personal form of broadcasting, much more so than um, much more so than radio for some reason. There's something about because I can listen to it when I want to listen to it. I have a little more ownership of it. And therefore I think it's very powerful on the podcast that I've been I listened to before I started doing it myself. I had a lo an immense loyalty to, far more so than any radio show I used to listen to every day, which I did. I had radio shows that I listened to every single day. And yeah, I think the future is most definitely indirect to um, in, in direct to the audience broadcasting. And the real winners will be those who can set up platforms that can facilitate that. Um, there are some great podcast aggregators. There are some great podcast apps. I think there's still a lot more room to move with that. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about iTunes being the kind of central hub of all things podcast. There's a you know a bit of a bit of weirdness for me around that, and I think the sooner that Android uh, aggregators and there's a, like a central like a like a different central I don't know charting system or just a different way for people to get podcast. I think um, that'll happen though as uh, Android sales continue to grow and more people go mobile. But yeah, I think it's an incredible form of broadcasting and I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. I came to it quite late. I came to it about three or four years too late. There's some people who were at episode 400 by the time I got started and uh, good for them. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a really wonderful, wonderful thing. I've always really enjoyed doing radio. I've done radio my whole life and uh, well, since I was 20. And I've always found radio to be the cornerstone of everything I've done. And to be able to do this every week, I find to be an incredible base to build everything else on. So I'm sure you feel the same way in that the podcast that you guys do has brought you so many other things way outside of the podcast. And um, yeah, I think it's a great thing because that's the other thing. Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. All right. So let's get this one. This is, uh, this. This is Matt. Hey, Osha. Just wondering if you could tell me a bit more about the chanting you were doing when you were running. I think it was uh, in the Matt Fraser podcast episode. Just be really interested to hear a little bit more about that. Thanks, man. Love the show. 
Thank you, Matt, very much for leaving me a message. Now, Matt's talking about uh, when I jog, when I run, well, before I tore the labrum in my left leg and my left hip, when I still could run, um, I chanted. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When I run, there's a long description that I do of this, Matt, that's in Rich Roll's podcast, episode 76 of Rich Roll's podcast. I tell him all about it. But the basic version, it was taught to me by a really interesting man by the name of Giddy Grinstein. And it's basically, you take an intention, a positive, present tense intention, and it's more of an if-then programming, all right? And when you go out running, you you kind of have to wait till you're about 35, 45 minutes into it, maybe more about 40 minutes into it when the your brain changes uh, into the runner's high moment. And when you get when you get up to there, that's when it really kicks in. But the idea is that you chant a present tense positive if-then program into your head. For example, um, say you're really nervous about a job interview and you're worried about uh, getting asked a question that you don't know the answer to. Um, and in the past, you've, I don't know, maybe blushed or panicked when someone's asked you a question you don't know the answer to. You can say, if I don't know the answer to, I'll smile and say, I'll get back to you. If I don't know the answer, I'll smile. That's how I get back to you. And you jog and you repeat it in time with your breaths and your, and your, and your steps. And what happens is you're, you're kind of digging this neural pathway into your brain. Uh, this is what I've found anyway. I don't know if it's true, but it works for me somehow. And then in that moment, later on, when you're in that job interview, if someone asks you a question you don't know the answer to, you go, you know what, can I get back to you on that? And um, not that you know, getting back to someone in a job interview is a good idea. Maybe in a meeting. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, you, you, can, you can rewrite your automatic behaviors. I've found sorry, I've found I can rewrite my automatic behaviors by, um, by doing that. I do it now when I'm cycling. So even though my cadence when I'm cycling is much faster than jogging. So when I jog, it's, oh, it's not really. Jog is 90, like 90 BPM because I jog at 180 beats a minute when I jog. Um, so cycling is about 100. So that's okay. Um, yeah, so that's how I do it. And you find it works really well, but I'll, I'll, you'll find a longer description on Rich Roll's podcast, uh, richroll.com, yeah, podcast number 76 is uh, where, where that one is. Um, 
but yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a fantastic way of, of meditation. I, I find that I take sometimes if I, the, the other thing that I do with it, mate, is that if I've got something that's bothering me, I'll sit down and, and write out if my brain's being irrational, trying to process something, telling me the world's going to end, I'll sit down and I'll write out a rational response to the irrational thought and I'll take the rational response out and I'll, I'll jog with a rational response, just repeating it like a mantra and it makes everything feel a lot better. But that's just what works for me. Um, I hope you find a solution. I hope it, I hope it works for you. But, uh, but yeah. OsherGinsberg.com is where you can leave me a voicemail. This is Basil. Uh, hey, Osh. Hey um, to everyone in the podcast who's listening. Um, I wanted to say to you, Osh, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. It's, it's super fantastic. Um, and it's been great to see how far you've come. And I'm not saying that you started at the bottom because you certainly didn't. Um, it was fantastic from the start, but I can hear you tightening it up in every episode. Um, so you're crushing it. Um, two questions. Feel free just to tackle one. Um, I just wanted to ask you, it's, it's cool to hear you talking about anxiety and, and, and anxiety issues and getting that out in the open. That's fantastic. I wanted to know how do you personally juggle that with being in the media? Um, I know that's, it's a really tough thing and, and how do you not let that surface during interviews and, and kind of just being in the public? Um, my second question was, uh, being myself and Aussie living in North America, I wanted to know how you kept in contact with everyone and, and really kept relationships going and stuff, being away from um, everyone for a long time. And, and it's, it's a big financial burden to, to head home. I know I'm going home for Christmas and it's, it's kind of five grand just, just dropped on flights with me and my girlfriend. So I just kind of wanted to know when did it become financially viable for you and, and do you kind of have tips and tricks for um for for staying in touch uh okay firstly basil thank you so much for getting in touch and second question first yes it is a financial undertaking to be in uh the states and i'm assuming you're there for work so uh yeah hopefully the work is worth it so yeah and for me it i went when it became financially viable i went when i could afford to go and so that answers your question. As far as being in the public eye and being open about anxiety, um, again, like I said before, it's all about managing it. It's all about knowing it's there. It's all about accepting that it's there. It's all about dealing with it. So when I'm doing interviews, the only time I ever get nervous is when I don't prepare. So I always prepare every single time. I won't do an interview if I'm not prepared. I just won't. Prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. The six P's, my friend. So it's all about, you know, it's all about managing it and all about knowing, knowing yourself, knowing how you are, checking yourself, knowing, hmm, am I feeling good? Am I feeling bad? Am I up? Am I down? Do I need a little more time alone? Do I need to be around people? And, and you know, just being that, I know that, you know, with the, the brain I've got, I, uh, I kind of, you know, I need to take a little more care about that. I can't just kind of wander through the day. And just expecting to be totally rad with everything I need to be just a little, you know, not, not super second guessing myself, just a little more self-aware about how things are going through the day. But other than that, everything's good. You know, I, um, I guess it's like anything, Basil, you know, I've been doing this a while and I'd like to think that I'm okay at it. So part of it is having the confidence that I know it'll be all right. Does that answer your question? Do I sound like a dick? I hope not. Anyway. Let's grab another one from uh, the email box. This is from Samir. Samir has written, I've come across your podcasts, loving them. Imogen Bailey described it best when she said how disarming you are 
and how it brings out honesty in your podcast. I couldn't describe your podcast any better. We'll plan to listen to all of them. Have listened to Greg Chappell, Nikki Whelan, Will Anderson, Jess Tovey, Rachel Finch, waiting for part two. So am I. My questions are, have you ever had an energy drink? I myself didn't like my reliance on them and now try to limit my intake to a rare occurrence. Not sure they even work for me. Yes, I did have energy drinks and I found them to be anxiety in a can. I would okay when we did Australian Idol, I would drink like a quarter to a half of a can of Red Bull before we went on because it was always quite a long day and we went on in the like late in the evening after we'd been there for quite a day rehearsing everything. So I did but I would never have the full can because if I had the full can, I'd be just nervous, instantly anxious. So I had to be super careful with it. Did I experience similar sleep patterns like Greg Chappell when he turned vegan? Mm, no, I didn't. Uh, when's James Matheson, James Matheson or any idle people coming on the show? Hopefully soon. That'd be nice. Jimmy is like the Sasquatch. If you sight James, be, be grateful that you've sighted a, a rare butterfly out and about. He's a lovely man. Um, spending time and enjoying his family and I love him to, be, to death. He's one of the nicest human beings I know and I do anything for him. Um, but yeah, I don't know if Jimmy's coming on in a hurry. Uh, many have missed this, but what are you studying at school in Amsterdam? I'm going to, th it's a school called Think, the Amsterdam School of Creative Leadership and it's really interesting. You can find out more at think.org, T-H-N-K dot O-R-G. Um, uh, was I offered to host The Voice? No, never. Why won't TV execs let you keep the beard? Um, it's not up to the TV execs. I just like to be clean shaven when I'm on TV and have a beard when I'm not on TV. It's a nice distinction between um, being at work and being not at work or being at one kind of work and being at the other kind of work. Cool. Thanks, Samir. Thanks very much for getting in touch. Um, how are you going? Are you going okay? Is this boring? I don't know. I'm feeling this is boring. This is freaking me out a bit. All right. I should just shut up and get another question on, right? Yeah. All right. So let's get this one on. Hang on a second. Hey, Osho. My name's Sam Peterson. I'm a really big fan of yours. Love the podcast. Um, I was just wondering if you would uh, ever like to do a comedy sketch. I do a few comedy sketches and uh, little comedy projects and podcasts with Greg Fleet and Fiona Lachlan. And we were wondering if you wanted to come and do a sketch with us when you're in Melbourne sometime. Really love it if you're free, but um, yeah, thanks, Osha. Bye. But of course, Sam, I'd love to. Absolutely. I can't act. I'm terrible at acting, so you have to give me stuff that's easy. Uh, but yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I don't know. Send me an email. Send Osher email at gmail.com. That'd be great. Greg Fleet, come on. The guy's a legend. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Let me know. That'd be cool. Hey, Osha. It's Carly Finlay. Uh, you said that I should send you a voicemail. So my first question is, does talking about your mental health make you feel more in control than if the media did? You are very candid. I'm interested in how creating our own media, controlling our own story empowers us. I'm a blogger and I tell my own story and I feel that it would be far more empowering, it is far more empowering than if another journalist did it. The level of empathy changes. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, it didn't, and it didn't come deliberately, Carly. It just like one day it felt like, you know what? I'm just going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell the truth about how I'm feeling today. And I think I do find it very powerful and I do find it a very powerful way of telling the story. And more importantly, I find that if I tell it, it's not a story anymore because no one's breaking any news. You know what I mean? Like if I talk about it, it's no big deal. Like it's, it's already out there and it's kind of a given. I've got, you know, no problem 
talking about it, obviously. And yeah, I do think it's very powerful. And thanks for picking up on that, and Carly. And thank you so much for your support. You've always been really good to me. Steve Malk. What has surprised you about podcasting uh, as far as audience response or your own uh, thoughts and changes in the way that, you know, in publishing and those sorts of things? What is it that has been uh, the biggest revelation for you as a podcaster? I would say the, um, well, firstly, Steve, love you. You're great. Mox TV talk. He's on Twitter. He's great. I would say just the very personal nature of it. I found it's to be, it's a far more personally affecting form of broadcasting than anything else I've ever done. Any radio that I've ever done. I find, you know, no matter what podcast I listen to, I feel they're just talking to me, me alone. And I remember my great, uh, a great program director by the name of uh, Rex Morris once told me that. He said, you're, like, you're, only, you're only ever talking to one person at a time. Program director is basically like you, your coach, the coach of the football team. He was the coach of the radio station. He said, you're only ever talking to one person at a time. And uh, I, I believe that's especially true with podcasting because you, you're in someone's ears. No one else can hear what they hear. And it's a very solo experience. And uh, I, think that's, I think that's it, Steve. I think that'll be it. I think you have another one. Yeah, you do. Uh, Here it is. Celebrating such a milestone for a podcast, it's important for us to know, Osha, who is the guest that you've always wanted but haven't been able to get? I would really want to get um, Tony Abbott on, who is the current Prime Minister of Australia. I don't exactly agree with a lot of the things that he says and does, but I would really like to get to know him and just see what makes him tick. Cause I don't feel that I can find any way. I, it, I'd try very hard to have empathy for the guy and um, I'd be really interested to hear what it is about him and see if I could, you know, kind of have a conversation with him and see if we could get to, you know, the guy underneath the career politician. I wouldn't want to have a confrontational conversation with him in any way. I think it would be nice to get to know who he actually is because I really feel like with any politician, all we really get is a facade. And I think it would be nice to, you know, get to know him a little bit better in that way. And this is for someone who, you know, doesn't necessarily agree with the things he does and does and says. But I think that's who I'd like to get on because I'd be really interested in um, getting to know someone that I'm quite confronted by. Yeah, that'd be good. So if anybody knows Tony Abbott, um, let me help it. Let me help make it happen because <laughs> that'd be rad. Here we go. Hey, Osha, my name's Jamie. Uh, I wanted to ask you about if you think that there's a right or a wrong way to get started in the arts. Um, I'm a singer and photographer, both um, basically untrained at those things. I've, I've worked at a national level singing. I've, I've toured with um, national music uh, theatre shows. And other than that, yeah, just uh, keep up the great work, stay chill, stay zen. And uh, I've definitely stolen your um, habit of putting of course before a description of things that happen to me, positive or negative, because I think that's a great way of framing stuff in a, in a very... Um, uh, I guess, enlightened way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, thanks and later.
Thank you, Jamie. And yes, of course, is a very, very powerful thing. I really dig that one. I think we talked about that in the Michelle Laurie episode. Uh, how to get started in the arts. I would say the key and the thing that gets, you know, blows my mind every time with this show is just hearing how often the same story gets told again and again and again. Find what it is that you love. Do it for free until you become a ninja at it. And then when it comes time to employ someone to do it, they won't be able to look past you. All right. Um, and that'd be it. And just never stop learning and always understand there's more to learn about it. But just do it. Just do it. Just do it every single day. Every single day. Those 10,000 hours get done a minute at a time. And that's it. Find those 10,000 hours wherever you can get them. Wherever you can get them. Uh, you mentioned singing. You mentioned photography. Shoot every day. Sing every day. And like I said before, you just do the thing you love for free. And at the very least, you're doing the thing you love and it brings you joy. At the very most, it might eventually get you paid. If the world all aligns in your favor, you might be able to fill your fridge and put a roof over your head with that money. But at the very end of the day, if none of that happens, you're still doing the thing you love. And that's what I would say, man. Just do it. Just do it and, and work hard at making the thing you love even better. And sooner or later, people will see that. Susan, let's get you on. Hey, Osha. It's Susan here from Brisbane. My question for you is who would you invite, dead or alive, to a fantasy dinner party? I think, and you said fancy, so definitely Stevie Wonder. Um, uh, I think, I'm, not, I'm really interested in people who are exceptional at diplomacy. Um, Perhaps someone like F.W. de Klerk, who was the Prime Minister of um, South Africa, or the President of South Africa, when um, the uh, uh, when apartheid ended, someone who had to deal with extreme anger on both sides, but managed to help make it happen. I hope I got the history right. Pretty sure it was F.W. de Klerk. That guy. <laughs> someone like that. Someone who's like the 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 head honcho at uh, at the UN or. One of those big UN negotiators, someone who can just listen and sit in the same room as someone who's probably ordered attacks that have killed thousands of people and go, okay, so this guy and this other guy on the other side of the desk have to have to talk to each other. How are we going to get this conflict resolved? I'm fascinated with that kind of thing. So that'd be good. So then maybe that guy, Prince, uh, Stevie Wonder and Quincy Jones all in the same room. Um, that could be really good. But they're all dudes. Oh, such a sausage party. Oh, goodness. Sorry. I'm thinking on the fly. It's no good. <sighs> Adriana, let's get you on. Hi, Osher. This is Adriana Bellotti. My friends call me Dre. I've got a couple of questions for you. First up, who is the person who most influenced you and why? Um, also... Did any of your dreams ever come true? Which ones? And what are you dreaming about now? Cheers, mate. Happy first anniversary. Um, I would say the... I got really inspired by um, the movie, the movie, um, Frost Nixon, um, and the character of David Frost in that film and the preparation that he goes through and the reasoning behind why he interviews president, ex-president Richard Nixon, that really, really put a fire back under my feet as far as doing this job. Um, 
so that really inspired me. Um, I get really inspired by uh, the people I work for. Um, I've had him on the show, actually, Ben Richardson. He was my executive producer at Channel V. He always really inspired me. Um, what do I have? Any of my dreams ever come true? Yes, my dream to interview uh, the Beastie Boys came true, um, which was really great. I had that dream when I was watching uh, Tism play at the Big Day Out in, I don't know, remember, 97, I think. And then by May 99, I was interviewing them on Channel V, so that was really good. And what am I dreaming about now? A good night's sleep. <laughs> uh, it is, really, it is. Hey, Osha. <clears throat> Long time listener, first time caller. Love the podcast. Uh, my Twitter handle's at Anthony Diva. I've got a really nerdy question, but I just want to know um, basically your setup for producing the podcast. Uh, what microphone are you using? What are you using to record the audio? What software are you using to edit? How long does it take the actual edit take edit process take? And any production tips you have for a first time podcaster such as myself? Anyway, thanks for the podcast. It's amazing, and uh, yeah, keep on doing it, mate. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much. Yes, this is going to get nerdy. I'll try and keep it short and sweet. I use two Rodie Procaster microphones, which are Australian made, and they are uh, they kind of look a bit like an Electro Voice RE20. I uh, use. I've recently transferred to a Zoom H4n recorder, which I find a lot more stable than recording on a laptop. I did record. Uh, directly into Ableton on my MacBook Air, but I found too often I was getting glitches, and um, which you might hear in early versions of the show. And so I swapped to an outboard version of that, and then I just pull the SD card out of the Zoom H4n and put it into the MacBook Air and edit. I edit in Ableton. I do all the mixing in Ableton. I do all the um, audio processing Ableton. I use a Waves uh, audio plugin um, and a fantastic Ableton template that uh, Goodwill set up for me. Uh, which makes it all sound quite sweet. It does take quite a while because I'm, you know, I kind of transcribe and I make sure that the, you know, because I'm a broadcaster and I make sure the show flows. So I do take the conversation and just nip it and tuck it to make sure it flows quite well. Um, I don't really pull too much out. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the whole, oh, the other thing I do take is my Polaroid 110A um, uh, instant camera and, one flash, one light meter, and one small softbox and a light stand whenever I interview anybody because I have to shoot their portrait as well. And um, I think that's it. It takes me usually, because I transcribe the show, it takes me three to four hours to uh, transcribe, edit, post, write the, uh, the mail. It takes a while. It takes a half a day. I have to put a half a day aside to do it. It takes, it takes a while, but I enjoy the process. And so that's it. Um Thanks so much for uh, asking, man. I appreciate that very much. All right, I think we've got time for. I think we've got time for one, one more. Uh, let's put it uh, there. Hi, Osha. This is Maggie. Just wondering if you would ever consider remarrying again, and if so, <laughs> what would it take to be the next Mrs. Ginsburg? Thanks. Uh, uncomfortable. Um. Yes, I absolutely would consider remarrying. Um, by all means, marriage is amazing and life is better shared. What would it take to be the next um, Mrs. Ginsburg? I, um, I don't know. I like women that are smart and funny. Smart is hot. 
smart is really hot. Funny is really hot. Um, it's kind of uncomfortable. All right, I've got time for, I think we've got time for one more question. So I think we'll get the last one out of the email inbox. This is from Kim on the Gold Coast. Um, thanks for the opportunity to ask your question. I uh, love your podcast. My favorite so far is Grant Bowler. It was really, really good. Um, I My question for you is, what's something you wish everyone knew about you? I think the one thing that I wish everyone knew about me is actually I'm for someone who has a job in the public sphere and I only discovered this a few months ago while I was at school. I'm actually an introvert. I never knew this before, but yeah, I'm an introvert. And that has unlocked a lot of things about me that I'm not really, I'm, I'm confident when I'm in front of people. That's one thing, but I'm not extroverted. I'm introverted and um, I'm more than happy to leave a party, to go home and read my book. It's the greatest. Um, club bed with MC Blank, a club bed featuring MC Blanky is my favorite place to go. And sometimes that gets a bit intense. Sometimes I can isolate a little, which isn't great, but yeah, I think that's the thing that, I guess, what did you ask me? The thing that I wish everyone knew about me. Yeah, that I'm not a party animal, that I'm not a go out all night kind of guy. Um, when I did go out all night, I was just trying to find a way to find peace. And all I, I wish I realized that peace was waiting for me in bed the whole time. <laughs> all right, I think we'll leave it there. Wow, that was a lot. That was a lot of talk. Um, thank you so much for listening. I really am grateful if you made it this far. Thank you so much. This has been fun. A year. Who'd have thought? I've done a year of this and I've only been able to do it because you were here. You've been a part of it. You've been able to help me make it happen. And without you, there is no show. So thank you so much for you for listening. You're awesome. You're great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope I've answered your questions. I look forward to answering more. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Sleep well. Dream of beautiful things.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 